Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Unplugged podcast again with uh, me, Sebastian Slovin, and co-host, Sonia Muhammad. Hi. Hi. All right. Excited to be back. Indeed. Indeed. So today we're going to talk about one thing that is sort of foundational, central to our work, which is movement and play. So we're going to talk about the importance of movement and play in our day-to-day lives as it relates to uh, Nature Unplugged. Awesome, let's jump into it. Our mission at Nature Unplugged is to cultivate consciousness in the digital age. That means creating healthy relationships with technology and getting folks more connected to nature. So, movement and play. How does it relate to our work at Nature Unplugged? I think one of the main things, um, this may be sort of obvious, but worth stating, that as we in this society are becoming more um, sort of on our phones and locked into technology, we're also becoming more sedentary and more distracted, um, less creative, more isolated, things like that. So there, I think the physical moving, and we're talking about movement and play, particularly, you know, physical movement uh, outdoors. So it's, it's a nice counterbalance to the isolation and sedentary nature of tech use anything to add Sonia? what about um pokemon go pokemon go it's a good point you know you got we're getting to that a little later maybe there's there's games out there video games that get people out and engaged i guess the drawback to pokemon go is at least around here i remember reading about several people who well there's a couple of people who fell off a cliff <laughs> near, near here. <laughs> oh yeah, searching they were for a Pokemon at their phone and not where yeah. they were actually going. May have been, may have been some car accidents, etc. Um, I think that's better certainly than playing Pokemon Go in your room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pros and cons. But anything to add to the uh, Sonia to the out movement and play relates to our work at Nature Unplugged. I think you. I think you covered it. It's incredibly foundational. I think it's it's one of those things that seems less sophisticated or complex in some of our other curricular items or, or foundational pillars, but uh, it's actually one of the harder pieces, I think, especially um, as we get older, play becomes something that's for kids and uh, it's harder to make time for it or justify it. So I think it presents its own unique challenges and is is an important, a very important piece of our work. Absolutely. And when we're talking about play, just to clarify, this is for all, all people, um, children and adults too. That's a really mm-hmm. good point, which we'll like, explore a little bit more later. And just to, to recap, uh, we haven't done, talked about this in a little bit, but our, our main pillars that we focus on are mindfulness, which we've talked about in a past episode, which we'll come back to, mindset, which we haven't talked about so much, but we will, and movement slash play. 
This is one of the main things. Okay, so what is play? What is play? So a definition of play, I looked up on the interwebs, is that play is to engage in activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than a serious or practical purpose. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so the purpose of play is just purely for the fun of it, and you're not trying to get, there's no specific outcome um, that you're trying to get. Make sense? So that's what play is, the definition. Uh, let's talk about some of the benefits of movement and play. We've probably heard a lot of this stuff, but it's worth noting. Uh, play has been shown to elevate mental performance, you know, uh, heightened levels of attention, creativity, focus, and memory. Uh, play has certainly been shown to improve some of our physical functioning, uh, particularly our heart and lungs. You know, we're seeing with more movement, more play, lower instances of type 2 diabetes, and other uh, things like asthma, high blood pressure, sleep apnea, um, going down. Also, there's a social-emotional well-being aspect to play, so it improves social skills, confidence, self-esteem, and uh, also stronger muscles and bones. So we get um, better balance, coordination, flexibility, etc. Physical health, mental health. So it's a pretty good and important piece of development. And I think this is an interesting thing that Sonia touched on earlier, is that it is so easy... I think particularly in our culture to um, for adults to lose sight of play or even older kids it's sort of not appropriate to play out after you're you know a certain age um, supposed to be getting stuff done mm -hmm. and of course there's a place for that but um, you know a lot of the of the studies and articles out there are specifically about the importance of play for children and their development which is certainly important uh, and it's important to note that it's really critical for adults, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's incredibly important for social development, which, which you touched on. Um, but I think that there's also an aspect of it that helps you understand your, your, your like physical boundaries and uh, risk management as well, like your, your understanding of, of self and others and and where it's fun and where you start crossing into a border of maybe dangerous or and how to how to measure the risk within it. So it's it's very practical in a lot of ways, even though on the surface it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. But I want to ask you, Sonia, uh, I know some of your background and can you share a little bit about your experience with with uh, soccer and play and how that sort of um, played out. <laughs> in your um, adult life or as you got older? Sure. So I started playing soccer when I was really young and absolutely loved it. Uh, it was all I wanted to do every day. And as I started getting older and it became clear that I was good at soccer, um, the focus started to change. It started to become goal-driven and not that that's bad inherently, but um, it became very much about how to play at the highest level in you know whatever age group I was in and then ultimately um, how to get into a good college f by playing soccer. Um, and once that shift happened, it changed 
the entire experience for me. It wasn't this outlet for fun and movement anymore. It was very um, practical in many ways. It was very, it was overstructured almost. Like every every sort of exercise or um, training I did was for higher level of performance um, to increase my odds at going in going to a division one school. And a lot of the joy uh, evaporated from the experience. And it took me a while to notice it. And I would sort of go through these phases of wanting to quit and not playing. And then, you know, having moments where I could find joy in it again, and that would carry me through. But essentially, once I got to college to play soccer, um, and had reached that goal that I had set, um, it seemed pointless, and I didn't like it. And it didn't make sense at all to me anymore um, to be spending so much time and energy to do something that I didn't enjoy. Um, and I look back on it, and it's um, it's it's sort of sad. I, I, there's lots of really fond memories of playing and a lot of wonderful things that came out of it. Um, but I, it seems just like so much missed opportunity for fun and joy and obviously in a really healthy outlet. Um, and that's something that's stuck with me. And I really try to make sure that now I don't do something solely for um, <laughs> practical reasons when it comes to movement. I think there is space for that, but always making sure there are other outlets that are much more play oriented and um, for me, what I found was uh, flag football and then also just playing volleyball or spike ball or something like that where it's um, there's no real agenda other than just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And I think didn't you sort of had a similar experience in, in ways with your yeah. bodyboarding. Yeah, I will. And I'll share about that. I also want to just just uh, jump in and make the point that you, I believe it is possible uh, to play at a high level and achieve super high, like achieve high performance and win things and get things done and also bring in a spirit of play. Absolutely. So it doesn't have to be, uh, no, it doesn't matter. I, you know, it doesn't have to be one or, one way or the other. Like this is just for fun or this is all serious. So I think there's a, a place for balance uh, between the two, which is challenging, but I think it's totally doable. Yeah, absolutely. It's not binary. It's, it's, you can definitely be a top player, um, in whatever level you're at and find joy and have fun in it. It's actually, I think the best players have that. Yeah, absolutely. My experience is really similar. Actually, I had shared in previous, uh, previous pods that, um, I got my, my thing when I was young was bodyboarding same as boogie boarding, got really into it here in San Diego. I uh, started when I was, you know, five or six, and it was my thing, my my uh, my favorite thing. And initially it was it was just the funnest, funnest, is that a word? Can you say that? I don't know. Yeah, it was. fun? Funnest? It, yeah. was the, it was the most amazing experience ever, just going out there, being in the waves, riding the waves. It's just the thrill of it was insane in a good way. And that, uh, I just loved to do it and kept doing it. And eventually, you know, in, in middle school, I started to compete. And then that continued out in high school. Got to the point where I was still having fun. But got to the point where after high school, I had the opportunity to go pro. 
and did that. And uh, it became, as kind of that shift um, that you mentioned, it became much more about getting the right photograph, the right video footage, or winning the contest, and less about the fun of it or the, yeah, that I, I lost that, that like childlike wonder that I had for it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it became like work, which it was sort of technically, it was how I was getting paid for a while. Um, but yeah, it's sort of my passion waned and eventually sort of phased out of it. And then in recent, more recent years, I've kind of, I've had a resurgence of being, you know, this passion for surfing and bodyboarding and it's, um, back now coming from, I think that one thing we're talking about here, which we can explore in a you know, future episode is really the, the difference between having the, the enthusiasm and passion being coming, coming from within mm -hmm. or from the outside. Mm -hmm. Like is this with you and soccer? It was, um, all of a sudden the, the more important things were like getting a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Uh, and for me it was, you know, getting the right shot or whatever. And it was, less from within us mm -hmm. and that, i think that's a, a really important aspect to play which is just it's kind of coming from i want to do this because it's internally driven we could say mm -hmm. so there's a specific type of play that has become really popular recently um i think it's basically just play as we're talking about it here but there, you know people research this and talk about it it's unstructured play mm -hmm. and um this is from a, uh, just a little definition of unstructured play from a website by, uh, it's called Very Well Family. Uh, and it's unstructured play is a category of play as opposed to a type of play in which children engage in open-ended play that has no specific learning objective. Unlike structured play, unstructured play is not instructor-led, so parents, teachers, and other adults do not give directions. It also does not have a particular strategy behind it. Hmm. Interesting. Thoughts? I do think it's more or less what we're talking about. I think how it deviates is um, we're sort of talking about you can play an organized sport um, and and find the spirit of play within that. And I think this is um, more focusing on um, total free time where it's very like um, self-led or self-directed right um so it would be more like if um you and i just went across the street and started playing soccer or juggling or you know making something um of our own versus um joining a soccer team maybe and and having that or, or what's your understanding of it yeah i mean i think it's very similar to what we're talking about i i think and based on what i've read it seems like plays become kind of a buzzword and it, it's really important mm -hmm. right for the development and this is particularly for kids and that so parents or other people are, are putting a lot of effort into creating time for play and I think part of it is it's not just like go out and you know find I think traditionally it's play has been like parents are working or parents are out and kids need to find something to do so they are creative and, and figure something out or go outside and figure something out and now it's like this is your playtime. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to play on the, you know, the monkey bars in this way. And it's become much more structured. So mm -hmm. there's almost a need to be, to say, hey, look, this is going to be a time where I'm not going to tell you what to do as a parent or a teacher and mm -hmm. just go out and play. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, it's really cool. 
Yeah, definitely. So I recently read this article in The Atlantic, and I'll put links to these articles in the show notes. It was really interesting. It was um, by a woman named Allison Gopnik. Gopnik? Gopnik. Gopnik, maybe. Yeah, and uh, basically just talking about the, the article is titled In Defense of Play. And it talks about all the benefits and, and a variety of stories, uh, sorry, studies um, looking at different animals, you know, young people and also uh, like rats, how they play, monkeys and things like that. Mm. And talks about kind of one of the big take, or at least this is what I took away from the, the article, was that play gives us or teaches us a way to deal with the unexpected. Mm. So because it's so random and and we're talking about unstructured sort of free play, mm-hmm. random and strange, it's actually a way for our, our brains and bodies to adapt to life when things don't go as planned. And that was a really... I think that was a really important takeaway for me and makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so critical, right? Because, because things very rarely go as planned. Yeah, as we know. that's really cool. I like that. Uh, it's not something that I automatically think of with play, but it, it seems obvious now that it's stated. Yeah, I think it made this comparison to robots when people design or uh, create robots and for a specific purpose like if like like a running robot and if something goes wrong like if it loses a foot or a leg it can't adapt to that but there are there are scientists that are working on i think it's in the process of creating robots that know how to like improvise and play and so like it could start running on its hands it could start doing yes like you know humans would like figure something out they'd put on like a you know now we have prosthetic legs and stuff but You know, you'd figure out like a crutch or something to do mm-hmm. in a robot. That's can't do can't do it. And part of it, I think the hypothesis is that because they don't they don't play. That robots don't play. Yeah, they don't play. Well, if they're not programmed to play, <laughs> but now they're programming <laughs> them to play. Obviously, more on that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So shifting from robots, um, <laughs> one of the things I really wanted to mention in this podcast because I loved it ever since I saw it was this YouTube video. Uh, Maybe there's an article that goes with it. I'm sure there are many stories about this person, but his name is Steven Jepson um, and it's called Never Stop Playing. And it's this older man um, who basically has dedicated his, um, his life right now to playing, just never stopping playing. Is that how you say that? Never stopping playing. (laughs) Um, Sounds great. Basically, he builds a playground in his backyard, and it doesn't maybe look the way you would picture a playground. Some pieces of it do, but um, it's it, it's exactly like what you would expect somebody to sort of stumble on and then just say, like, oh, this would be fun. Like, I'll throw some rocks down here so I can jump from rock to rock. Um, he has these, you know, uh, bouncy balls basically that he plays with he throws them in succession and tries to catch them and basically he's this older like significantly older guy who looks maybe more agile than me he's just like going 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 and his energy seems super high his mental acuity seems incredibly high um and the the whole point of his outlook and i in this video is that um play is really critical to keep your body um, agile, avoiding like, you know, falls and losing, um, 
flexibility and capacity to move around in the way you would want to. And then also looks at the, um, the mental benefits of, of playing and, and staying sharp. Um, and not to mention, he seems incredibly happy <laughs> in his interviews. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's a character. If you haven't yeah. seen it, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. But if you haven't seen it, definitely worth checking out. I'll put a link to it. Yeah, we'll put a link to it. It's mental. The guy's awesome. Yeah, inspirational for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes us want to build a rock wall in our backyard or something. Yeah, yeah. He's always inventing stuff too. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that brings us to our challenge this week. We're gonna do a challenge. 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 We need a song for that. Challenge. Okay, that'll do for now. <laughs> okay, in the spirit of play, here's the challenge for this episode of the Nature Unplugged podcast. Okay, sometime in the next week, give yourself one hour of unstructured playtime in nature. Ooh. So this can be done by yourself, solo, and that means you just have to create a game or something. It can be climbing a tree or something like that, or it can be with friends and family. Um... If you're feeling really fired up, you can set aside some time to do every day, but I think at a minimum, one hour, sometime this week. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Nature Unplugged podcast. We were talking today about the importance, the benefits of movement and play. So thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can find our episodes on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms as well. And be sure and visit www.natureunplugged.com for more information and resources. And you can also reach out to us directly from our website. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, feedback, ideas for the show or for future shows, potential guests. We'd love to hear from you. And um, until next time, get out there and play. Bye. If you think you should go, I will let you go. Oh, oh.